All right. Well, this this is an interesting episode. Um, because I'm going to be talking about stuff that I kind of just talked about, but from a different from a different take in a way. Or, you know, whatever. Okay. So, uh, Kamala Harris wants to lengthen the school day by three hours. All right? Now, I think that this is interesting. I'm not saying I support it. I'm not saying I don't support it, but I'm just, I'm just going to react to it and just talk about it. Okay? This is from, um, International Business Times. California Senator Kamala Harris introduced legislation Wednesday that would extend school days into 6 p.m. in order to better accommodate the schedules of working parents and reduce burdens on low-income families. The legislation called the Family the Family Friendly Schools Act and will push for schools throughout the country to be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. The legislation would fill the extended hours at school with activities. Around 70% of parents get off work at 5 p.m., which is two hours after the majority of children get off school. The legislation would offer schools five-year grants up to $5 million in order to develop new after-school programs. Um, This is a tweet from Kamala Harris. I was raised by a single mother. I know firsthand how stressful and costly it is to juggle work and school schedules. Justice for students and working families is on the ballot. My Family Friendly Schools Act will give parents more after-school opportunities for their children. Um, I was uh, by investing in by investing in before and after-school programming, summer enrichment, and 21st century community learning centers. This legislation addresses a chronic and long-neglected problem. Too many working parents can't access affordable care for their kids during the workday. Um, this is that's from Randy Weingarten, the president of the American Federation of Teachers. Um, I here's my thing. Here's my thing. This is this is very interesting. Here's what I, here's what I think. Here's what I think. Kamala's doing. I think Kamala is trying to find a way to keep her campaign alive. That's the main thing I think she's trying to do here. Um, but I gotta be real here. This is on the surface, it can seem like a good thing, but I I don't think I don't think it's a good thing. Because that is a that's a terrible school day. Um, I want to. I don't know off the top of my head, but I think in Japan, Japan and like China, I want to say they have. I think it's either ten or twelve hour school days. I don't remember, but I know they're long days. Um. Let me get back to the article. Conservatives were quick to criticize the proposal. It won't get much attention, but Kamala Harris' plan to enact a 10-hour school day, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., is both disturbing and revealing, uh, Matt Walsh, a reporter for the right-leaning Daily Wire, tweeted. Uh, Democrats are trying to replace the family with the state. 
That's why they keep extending the amount of time kids spend in school. Harris has offered other alternative proposals on public education. As San Francisco District Attorney, she supported a program that would prosecute parents whose children were chronically truant from school. Okay. So, first of all, I, I want to I present a question to you all. Um, a lot of my listeners, a lot of my listeners um, are in some, or I shouldn't say a lot, but a portion of my loyal listeners are from high school. So I just want to, I just want to ask you guys here. How would you, how would you feel about, how would you feel about a 10 hour school day? Eight to six. Okay. Here's my, here's the thing. You know, my, when I was in high school, I spent a lot of time at the school, not necessarily doing activities, but just being on campus or around campus simply because um, I didn't have a car and I lived far away from where um, I lived far away from where uh, I went to school. I was about I was about 40 minutes away. So there were I mean, I had zero period every year, which was um, seven o'clock to 758. Um so I had to leave my house by 6, be up at 5, to be out the door at 6, to be at school at 7. And then I would sometimes get picked up 4, four 5 o'clock. And I mean, there were, there were days where um, I was picked up, you know, earlier. But many days I spent, a, I just spent a lot of time at I spent a lot of time at the school I think this is interesting I think this is um I I I I just don't believe that this is a good thing Now I can see I can see where Matt Walsh is coming from and uh, I will say this: I do like I do like Matt Walsh. Um, he's uh, he's Catholic, um, and uh, I don't know. I just I kind of he's 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 fairly simple, and I I, I like him. Um, when it, I I see both sides here. I see both sides here. Um, here's here's my thing. When it comes to the nation, I think the state should not be involved with education. They shouldn't. But it's hard because schools run off of taxpayer money unless they are private, you know, schools. It's uh when it when it comes to when it comes to Kamala Harris's statement Um, I, I will say this, I do know, I do know some kids from, uh, from, from 
uh, single family homes, I mean, not single family homes, but single parent homes. And they will discuss, like they talked about how, you know, it's hard, it's hard for their parents. And they said that their parents um, would like the idea of longer school days just just for, you know, the ability to, to you know, because some, you know, obviously some parents can't afford child care. And I like even some of those kids I know, they said that they would be OK with it just for that, just for that reason, just just so schedules could be easier. Scheduling is a hard, hard thing. Um, I personally, here's what I think, here's, here's what I think could benefit. Here's what I think could, ah, man, this is difficult. Okay. So here are some of the benefits that I can think of right now of longer school days. Okay, so I would say it would bring less, you know, it would decrease problems in the neighborhood. It would keep kids out of trouble. Because one thing that happens, most kids get in trouble because they're bored. They have nothing to do. And idle hands are the devil's workshop. When you're not doing anything, that's when you're most dangerous. So, so giving them, giving kids something to do will help keep them out of trouble. I will give, I will give this idea that much. Um, my, my question is how much more are you going to pay the teachers? Cause you're, you're asking them to put in three more hours of work. And here's the thing. Teachers have, teachers have to grade. They got to read papers. They got to create a curriculum. They just, they have to do so many things. And it's just, it's not that simple. It, it, it's, I don't know. I really, I guess I don't have too much to say on this, but I do think that this is interesting. I see where Matt Walsh is coming from. I see where Kamala Harris is coming from. I don't think. I don't think this is going to happen. Um, I I just don't. I I don't I just don't see that happening. I I don't see it happening. Um, but you know, let me let me know what you think. Would you? How would you feel about a ten-hour school day? A lot of kids I know, I'm, or just a lot of kids, they would just say. Absolutely not. You know, how about we shorten the day? Um, and, you know, some, some will make the case. They'll say, okay, make it longer, but Fridays we have off. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think anything's going to happen here. But, um... You know, it's 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 just an interesting idea. I think Kamala Harris brings up brings up she brings up something interesting. We know she's not going to win. We know she's not going to get the nomination. We know that this isn't going to happen. But I think this is something interesting to think about here. Okay, so on to Ilhan Omar. 
Yes. Okay. So this is from yesterday. Um, this is from Daily Mail. Uh, newly divorced Ilhan Omar faces investigation over $369,000 in payments to married lover and for taking him on trips paid for, paid for by her campaign. Ilhan Omar has just, she's already, she's already had a bunch of trouble, or not a bunch of trouble, but she's already dealt with trouble concerning her, concerning violating um, her campaign and, you know, getting money, taking money from her campaign and misappropriating those funds. Okay, so here are just some simple uh, facts before I get into the article. Okay, Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar is facing an event, and in case you don't know who that is, um, she's she's probably the second most prominent member of the squad. So you have AOC, um, and then you have Ilhan Omar, and then you have Ayanna Presley, and you have Rashida Tlaib. So she's she's part she's part of that group. All right. So Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar is facing an investigation over taking her lover Tim Minette on trips that were paid for by her campaign. The Conservative National Legal and Policy Center last month filed an, amend, an amended version of a complaint lodged earlier in Omar's campaign spending. Uh, the group is asking the FEC, or the Federal Election Commission, to investigate payments made by Omar's campaign to Minette's company, the E Street Group. Ilhan's campaign paid Minette's company more than $369,000 since hiring him in August of 2018 up until this past September. That is quite a bit of money um, in 13 months. Um, nearly 25000 is labeled as travel expenses, according to records. If Ilhan for Congress reimbursed Minette's LLC for travel so that uh, Representative Omar would have been would have the benefit of Minette's romantic companionship. The expenditure must be considered personal in nature, um, according to the complaint. Omar's divorce from husband Ahmed Hersey, and I'm going to try to not get into her whole marriage thing. I mean, it is soup. It, it is just such a weird thing. Um, it looks like from based on, based on what we know and based off based off facts that we have it is you know preface this okay i'm not saying that she did but it seriously seriously strongly looks like and it strongly suggested that Ilhan Omar married her brother and it was done for, you know, immigration purposes and just stuff like that. That's just how it appears. It's a very strange thing. Um, I, I'm going to try to not get into all the details about that because that is a whole episode by itself. Okay. Um, while my net's wife, Beth, also, has also filed for divorce in the wake of the affair. Okay. 
Um, federal election watchdogs are being asked to determine whether newly divorced Congresswoman Ilhan Omar took her lover on trips paid by her campaign. Um, Peter Flaherty, uh, chairman of the Conservative National Legal and Policy Center, last month filed an amended version of a complaint he had lodged earlier in Omar's campaign spending following DailyMails.com revelation that she was having an affair with her financial chief, Tim Minette. Omar's divorce from husband Ahmed Hersey became final this week. Uh, Tim Minette's wife, Beth, has also filed for divorce in the wake of the affair. Flaherty is asking uh, the FEC to investigate payments made by the Minnesota Congresswoman's campaign, Ilhan for Congress, to Minette's uh, company, the E Street Group. This is... I really didn't want to talk about this too much. Um, but there, there has been a lot of conflict of interest when it comes to Ilhan Omar. Um, so one thing that, that has been found is that Ilhan and Tim Inet, or I should say it appears that they share an apartment together. And, you know, it's, it's just, it is just, Ilhan Omar, it's all, like, a lot of things just connected to her, it's just like, it's just, it's strange, it's weird, and it's, none of it is a good look. Um, I, I just... I just, man, it's almost, it's almost like, it's almost like her, fi- her, fi- her financial problems concerning her campaign. It's almost either she doesn't either, she has incompetent people doing the work for her or she can't. I I guess I guess she can't be I don't I don't know it's 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 like she's just very inept It's 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 just very strange it's very strange I really don't know how to go there Um but you know Ilhan Omar it she she's in a, she's in a lot of trouble. Um, I don't see anything. I I don't see I don't see her getting reelected, and she's she's still you know she still has a year. Um, but it it it's just it's just strange. It is just so weird, and I I just. I'm going to move on to the next story because because here's the thing. I'm now realizing that if I was going to really talk about this and go dig deep into this, I'd have to spend I'd have to spend probably 2 hours breaking everything down. Um cuz I don't get too much into I don't get into too much political stuff. Um 
not not as much. I mean, it's nothing like a Ben Shapiro or stuff like that where I just focus on politics all the time. I would just have to go way into that. And I'm more, as, as you guys know and can tell, I'm more into culture stuff. Um, because we know that politics aren't the end-all be-all, but culture is just more important. So I'm... I'm not even going to try to explain this to you guys. I may I may take one episode down the line, but probably not. And yeah, I won't do that. I I just I won't do that to you guys. You guys are fantastic listeners. I'm not going to put this dumpster fire in 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 your guys' ears. Okay. Um now this next story is unbelievable well not unbelievable but i'm gonna say this i am going to let let me get let me read the article okay you guys will probably already know i'm going with this the second i read the title man tells daughter to lose weight if she wants better chance at male attention a man who told his daughter that she should lose weight in order to get attention from men says he now wonders if he crossed the line. The doting father shared his parental parental conundrum in a Reddit post detailing his 24-year-old daughter's struggle with finding a boyfriend. My daughter is very overweight. 5'3 and about 200 pounds. And just off the top of my head, that is about... People people say BMI is controversial and it's outdated, but it it is a good it is a good tool, generic tool to go by. And just off the top of my head, that is a BMI of like 34, 35, 36. That's just off the top of my head right there. But um that's obese. Anything over 30 is obese. I mean, wow, I mean five, three, two hundred pounds, yeah. She's a big one. Um, she always talks about how she wants a boyfriend, and she has never had one. The father, who was 52, wrote, One day at the dinner table, his daughter went on a long rant about her love life or lack thereof. Um, she was saying that it's unfair that all her friends have boyfriends and get attention from guys, he said, and how guys are expletive who never give her the time of day. She's gone on similar rants before where she acts like it's inexplicable why she is not getting the same attention, he added. Deciding to impart some fatherly advice, he suggested that shedding a few pounds could do his daughter some good. I told her delicately that it could be helpful to trying to lose some weight, he wrote, that unfortunately people are often shallow and that no. Okay, let me say this, let me say this. I, I I said I would finish the article. I, I got I really got to work on that. I'm trying to work on finishing an article before I react. So let me let me keep reading. Okay. Deciding to impart some fatherly advice, he suggested that shedding a few pounds could do his daughter some good. I told her delicately that it could be helpful to try to lose to try losing some weight. He wrote that unfortunately people are often shallow, and that could and that could be something that would help her get male attention feel more confident, and also generally be healthier. Um, I knew it would be, he wrote that, I knew it would be a sore spot, but in my mind, my intentions were good. Um, unfortunately for him, his daughter didn't take his advice, advice well at all. She yelled at me about how all guys are the same, even my effing dad, 
and stormed off, he said. Despite his daughter's reaction, the father insisted that he meant no harm. I was genuinely trying to be helpful. I knew it would be a sore spot, but in my mind, my intentions were good, he wrote. She has no genetic predisposition to being overweight. Nobody else in my family is. She has no condition that I am aware of, but rather she eats quite a bit and does not get much exercise, the author added. I've tried to encourage her to come for a run with me and to give her healthy food options, but I've never explicitly spoken to her about her weight before this. Um, maybe, uh, maybe bringing this up at another time would be appropriate, but the poor girl is clearly hurt and insecure and lashing out in anger, one com commenter said. And her dad hits her with a, well, lose some weight and maybe you'll get a boyfriend. Basically saying men will only value you for your looks. A pretty unhealthy mindset for a father to impose on his daughter. Most commenters, however, agree to appear with the father's approach. He is being genuine and kind, especially with a topic such as this. He's her father and it's a suggestion, suggestion towards her that is coming from his heart, one person wrote. Also, from what it sounds like, part of the reason guys might not like her is because of her angry personality. Another user wrote, My father had the same talk with me when I was growing up. I was so hurt by what he said at first, but now I look back at it, he had good intentions, just not the smoothest delivery. He wasn't as kind but about it, but I'm glad he said something. I lost 30 pounds and fell in love with staying in shape, the person added. Anytime I started start falling back into old habits of eating and laziness, I just remember my dad saying, maybe you should put down the Mountain Dew and Snickers. Okay, that's the end of the article. Okay, there's a lot to get to here. I'm going to say this. I believe this dad should get like dad award for dad of the year. Okay, this is a hard topic to talk about with your daughter. I don't have kids, but I, you know, women, when it comes to their weight, it's a very sensitive topic. Like you can easily ask a guy what he weighs. You ask a woman what she weighs. Oh boy, I mean that I mean you are walking on eggshells and you are stepping out into no man's land. Okay. So, 5 3 and 200 pounds. As I said earlier, she's a big one, okay? That that's that's big. And it looks worse because she's short. All right. So, she said so According, according to the dad, he says that she says she was saying that it's unfair that all her friends have boyfriends and get attention from guys, he said, and how guys are, ex are expletive who never give her the time of day. Here's the thing. I did recently just talk about um, how guys are into many different shapes and sizes, and that is true, but generally... Guys like, here's, here's what guys like. Guys like thinness, uh, symmetry, uh, youth, and fertility. That's what guys like, okay? And, w and here's, here's what else we find attractive, okay? Let me just get into this. Alright? So, guys like, Guys like butt, breasts, legs. Here's the thing about legs. Legs drive guys crazy. You, I mean, you have no idea what it, what it does to us. When you have, when you have a woman in heels, 
And here's what you have to understand. If you if you're a woman listening to this, listen. Guys our primary our primary thing is looks. That's one that's one of the main things we go by. How you look. We are very visual creatures. That's why I I've said this before. That's why porn is so powerful to guys. Because it's extremely visually stimulating and very visually pleasing. Eyes. Lips. Lips. Oh my god. When women put on lipstick or lip gloss, just the action of them doing it is very sexy. That, and that's just me personally. Clear skin. Hair. Um, well-kept um, nails. Figure. Figure matters. I don't know if you knew this. But when it comes to figures, it takes guys one-fifth of a second to determine if a woman has uh, an, hour, an hourglass figure. One-fifth of a second. I think that's a little bit slower than blinking speed. I think. And then smile. Okay, those are things that we seriously look for. What this dad did, he gave her good advice. Yes, it hurts. And she says, you know, she got mad at him saying all guys are the same. This is a girl who is not taking responsibility for her actions. I mean, if, if here's the thing. You, you have to, and let, and I'm going to say this, let's just say genetics were working against her. According to the dad, genetics aren't working against her. She's the only obese person in the family, which is, I think, embarrassing. Okay, but look at it this way. Genetics load the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. You can't just be sitting there and eating and eating and eating and not moving. You have to move. You have to exercise. And let me say this. Let me let me tell let me tell this girl this, okay? There are some guys who like bigger women. But here's the thing. When you are thinner, you're going to attract more guys. That's just the rule. We guys, we we are biologically attracted to certain body types. Here's the thing. As I've said before, there is a wide spectrum, a wide Yeah, a wide spectrum of body types and shapes that that guys like. But there are certain ones where we're like, no. Personally, I like girls that some some girl some girls will call other girls, you know, a stick. To me, I find I find skinny attract I find stick quote unquote stick girls attractive. That's that's just me. I like, you know, because I know when I look at when I look at them, it's like, okay, this is someone who, when we're 80, we can go walk on the beach because she's not going to be big, fat, and overweight or, 
you know, were dead because of her size. I want to live a long time and I want to live a long time with my spouse also being alive and healthy and well. Fat people don't live long. So I think this dad, I think he did a tremendous job. He put it very gently. He said, he didn't put a number. He said, you could try losing some weight. Just lose a few pounds. Lose a little bit. I guarantee, I guarantee, I don't, I don't know what this girl looks like. I don't have, I don't have a face. But I guarantee you, if she just lost, if she lost, if she, if she just lost 25 pounds, I guarantee you her luck would be better. It would, her luck would improve. 50 pounds, it would improve even more. This dad did the right thing. He he's a guy. He knows how he knows how guys think. He easily could have just said, "Oh yeah," but he, and but here's why I do disagree with the dad. He said that where he said people are unfortunately people are often shallow. Here's the thing: when it comes to when it comes to body types, it's biological. We have evolved over time as a species, to be attracted to certain types. That's not shallowness. When it comes to, when it comes to me, when it comes to having a physical attraction to someone or wanting to have kids with somebody, this is important. It's not shallow. It's just like, okay, I mean, it, it, I mean, it would, people have, people have height preferences Racial preferences, hair color preferences. You know, but I, I, I think this dad did, he did nothing wrong. This daughter took it the, this girl took it the wrong, the wrong way. She knows she's fat. There's, I, I can't think. I don't see how she wouldn't know that she's not fat. Um, I mean, you would just you would just have to know unless you just have a serious disorder where you think you're thin, and you're not. But you 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 just you can't do that. You can't. You have to take responsibility responsibility for your actions. You have to. But he's he is spot on, and he didn't just talk about male attention. He said she'll feel more confident. That's a bonus. That's huge. Confidence, there's, confidence is sexy. Confidence is attractive. And aside from attracting others, it's good for yourself. When you feel confident about yourself, you do more. You push yourself more. You take more risks. She'll be healthier. That's true. When you're bigger, you're, Organs are like they're just under more strain. So I mean this this is huge. This is huge. This father did nothing wrong. I believe he ordered this beautifully. Um I mean personally personally I give this guy a round of applause. I I give him a round of applause. The only thing I would slightly knock him for is the shallow part. That's what, that's the slightest thing I would knock him for. 
but he's he's spot on and he did a great job explaining it to his daughter. His daughter may hate him for a little bit. I hope this didn't ruin their relationship. That to me that would be horrible because because daughters need their fathers. It's a huge thing. It's very important. But you know, it, it's just important. This he he did the right thing. It's like, hey man, you gotta, you can't just be doing this. You you can't, you can't walk around at that size. I mean, and here's my thing. I would ask, I would want to know. Okay, what do your friends look like? Are they? I'm going to assume that they're skinnier than you, because here's the thing: if they all have boyfriends. And you do not. You're the only one in the group that does not have a boyfriend. And this is a persistent, this is a consistent problem that you have. It's highly likely that you are thinner. That, or I should say that they are thinner than you are. Noticeably thinner. Because you have to look at it this way. You know, it's like girls hang out with people that are similar to them. Okay, so it's like I look at you and then and here's what the daughter should do go to her friends and ask them you know okay why do you guys think i can't find a boyfriend and if she has good friends they will say reason number one reason number one is and here's the thing people could talk about her anger problems here's what i think i think it's a weight thing i think because because she's big she's become resentful towards herself which makes her eat more, and that I, I believe that feeds into her, that feeds into her anger. Her size, her anger is a symptom of her size. I believe if she loses the weight, she will start noticing like, hey, he's checking me out. Hey, he asked for my number. Hey, he asked for my Snapchat. Hey, he wants to take me to go eat something. I guarantee you. But if she, ha- I would say this, if she has good friends, she would say, you know, you know, if you just lose some, lose weight, yes, it'll hurt. But I mean, I mean, would you, ra- would you rather be temporary, would you rather be temporarily hurt and alone for the rest of your life? Or would you rather be temporarily hurt and make a change and then you get interesting guys, or guys get interest, become interested in you. I, 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 this, this father gets award of the year in my book. He, he awarded it beautifully. And it's now on the daughter because now she knows. And hey, man, you, you, you can only help people so much. Okay. Mitchell Trubisky, man. I just, I have grown to not like him. Um, here's, okay, here, here's the article. Um, Bears Mitchell Trubisky, uh, wants Hollis Hall TV's off to shield criticism. Uh, Bears quarterback, uh, Mitch Trubisky wants televisions turned off inside Hollis Hall to, uh, insulate the struggling team from outside criticism. Trying to get some of these TVs in the building turned off because you've got too many people talking on TV about us and what they think about us. 
what we should do, what we are, and what we're not. Uh, but they really don't know who we are or what we're capable of as people or what we're going through or what we're thinking. It's just the outside viewers looking in. So tunnel vision, earmuffs, and just come to work every day and try to get better and get back to what we know we're capable of. I'm going to say this. You know, people often talk about, okay, ignore your haters, ignore your critics. No, listen to them because they will tell you what your fans will not tell you. Fan is short for fanatic, and when you are a fanatic, you just follow you just follow blindly. When you hear critics, it's like, okay, you're making a good point. The Bears are three and five. And here's the thing. I personally I'd be like, listen, man, if I'm if I'm the coach, I'd be like, listen, we're not turning these TVs off. No, if if we want to get out of it, you know, if 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 we if we want the criticism to stop, or I should say this, it doesn't matter. Criticism, it's going to come whether you what with whatever you do, criticism is going to come. That it 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 just is, okay. So that's what you have to look at. All right. So they so Chicago hosts the Lions at. Um, who are three, four, and one on Sunday? They should win that game. But let me go. In, let me go into some, you know, offensive rankings here. Okay, so the Bears, thirty-two, thirty-one, thirty, twenty-nine. The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are ranked twenty-eighth. No, twenty. Excuse me, twenty-ninth in offense. They're horrible. Below them are the Dol- the Dolphins, the Redskins, the Jets. That's how that's how bad. That is how bad the Bears are. Okay, offensively, they are not clicking. Okay, defensively. I just Here's the thing. You, if you can't, here's the thing. Some people, here's what you have to understand as a professional athlete. There are people who make a living every day talking about, talking about you. Every single day. They analyze every single thing you do because that is their job. There, there are going to be criticisms. The Patriots have critics. Think about that. The Patriots, as successful as they have been, I think, what is it, six championships since 2001? My God, even they have critics. It, it comes with the territory, man. It, it just, I just, I, this is, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Trubisky, 25, is having a forgettable third NFL season. The second overall pick of the 2017 NFL draft, Trubisky might not even pass for 2,500 yards or throw for double-digit touchdowns. By comparison, 16 other quarterbacks have already thrown for over 2,000 yards. After seven starts, Trubisky has 1,000. 
217 passing yards with five touchdowns and three interceptions and is 31st in the league in QBR. Now, let me let me do some math. Let me do some math. Okay? So, tw- 1,217 and seven starts. So, divided by seven. That is 173 yards. Almost 174 yards. Dear Lord. I mean, that is horrible. That's horrible. Listen, Mitchell, you wanted to be in the NFL. That was your life goal. You made it. This comes with the territory. Take it. Take it. It, I, I just, I just, ref, you know, people are like, oh, you know, they're, you know, they're just on the outside looking in, which is a good point. That is true. You know, pretty much Bears players know what's going on. They, they know and they understand what's going on more than when you're on the inside, you understand more than, you know, people from the outside because you're actually experiencing the situation and you understand all that's going in. When you're on the outside, you just have one point of view and you are not actually in there with him. So he does make a good point there. But when people say, okay, what we should do, what we are and what we're not. Okay, so there are things that people are saying about the Bears that it's true. Offensively, you are not good. You are bad. What you should do. You should do something different than what you're doing right now. That's that's for sure. I mean that that's easy. I just I I can't I I can't handle it with Mitchell anymore. I had I didn't have high hopes for him, but I had higher hopes than this. Now, they did go 12 and 4 last year. But Matt Nagy was new. It was his first year. When it's your first year as a head coach, you have an advantage because people don't really know you as a head coach. People are like, oh, okay, you're like this, you're like this. You know, the more, the larger the sample size you have, the more data you can look at. When it's your first year, people don't really know you. They don't know anything about you. It's, It's like this. When I did my very first podcast episode, you guys really didn't know anything about me. Now, I'm almost 130 in. You guys have you guys have learned quite a bit about me. Just 130 episodes or, or about about there. So, I think that that was a huge factor into Matt Nagy's um success. But here but here but here it is. Year 2. Okay. Now we know now we know what you are, Matt. Now we know who you are, Mitchell. You know, this is now your third year. First year, you don't, no one really does too much their first year. Most of the time. Second year, okay, we kind of get you. Third year, we pretty much are close to figuring you, having you figured out. Look, man, if, if you want, if you want, if you want the criticism to not stop, cause it's, it's gonna be there from somewhere. Okay, if you want to, if you want to stop or at least lessen, win. 
there's a there's a saying that winning fixes everything. It doesn't fix everything, but winning certainly helps. Winning makes everything feel better. There's nothing like losing all the time or just losing more than you losing more than you win. No one likes being a loser. It, it, there's no enjoyment in that. So I, that that that's all I got to say about this, man. I, I'm Mitchell Trubisky. If you really go ahead and turn off the TVs, go ahead and turn them off. But um, you know you are going to be hearing even more criticism when you are when the playoffs are going on and you are on the outside looking in.